The following is a pre-recorded paid program. Any claims made during the program are strictly those of the advertiser. They do not reflect the views and are not guaranteed or warranted by Portland Radio Group or its parent company, Saga Communications Incorporated. This is Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here. Now on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Welcome, everybody, to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty, and my co-host beside me to my left, Harrison Smith. Welcome, Harrison. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Good to see you. How you doing? Very, very good. Nice, bright smile today. What uh, did you do this past week? Went, uh, took the kids and the uh, family out to a Sea Dogs game, Excellent. which I haven't been yeah. to in years because, of course, there was no season in 2020. Right. Um, and last year, the attendance was still limited, so we hadn't gone to one in a couple of years, but... That was a, it was a lot of fun. I always forget how much fun minor league baseball can be. Yeah, I love how the you know the atmosphere they they keep you so close to the action and in between innings there's everything going on so you can you know with the kids to stay entertained and they how how long did you make it the whole game? Or? We made it the whole game and the wow. cool, the cool part was because um uh, one of the th- one of the promotions they were doing the kids got to go down on the field after the game and run the bases oh, which awesome. they thought was the coolest thing ever to be down on the field. So. Absolutely, yeah. That's and that's pretty precious to the uh, the Red Sox organization. I know they keep it pristine so to uh, allow folks on the field yeah they've got a lot of staff controlling traffic so you're not just wandering around aimlessly out there Did stepping they, on the grass they ran the bases or yeah ran the bases wow. so you were able to come in come in from the uh, left field uh, left field gate and they walked down the warning track awesome. ran the bases and awesome. came back off the field it was and fun sea dogs win they did win it was a nice game how Good many sea dog biscuits did you have uh <laughs> I, I don't want to give a real number but the over under might have been one or two right perfect perfect <laughs> Well, I made a uh, trip up to Verona Islands uh, near Bucksport. Awesome. Uh, this week to see a property. I can't really disclose uh, much mm-hmm. details, but it's going to be a beautiful one. Hopefully, we list that uh, just absolute gem uh, near the you know on the water. And uh, looking forward to that. Made uh, made a lot of travels in the past, so we were just talking about that the other day. That we just went over a hundred thousand miles on a uh, 2017 vehicle. If you wonder, uh, you know, the days daily travel of real estate agents tend to put you know twenty to twenty five thousand miles a year on, on our vehicles yeah, easily easily so in all your ventures up and down the coast do you have a favorite spot you like to stop at on your way through to places I really love going to Rangeley mm-hmm. uh, just pulling off on a couple of those you know the scenic bypass uh, you know we were up there just last week in Roxbury and then on the way to mm-hmm. you know on the way to Rangeley and that that was fun um, you know I'm we joke about it because you give me a hard time. All the convenience stores and the different gas stations. I I, I tend to uh, hit all the mom and pops, and yep. um, you know we sold. I think we year to date we had sold sixty one in sixty one different towns. So just to show you know, where we've been and you know how far we've come, and I think there's four hundred and fifty two townships in the state of Maine. I top of my head, so I might yep. have that wrong by a few plus or uh, minus. But uh, you know to go to sixty one already uh, through April early May. Not too shabby. Yeah, we, we always joke around that if you, you're never going to go hungry <laughs> on a trip with Jeff. He knows every place. He knows what they have, what their specialty is. He even might even know the menu price. Um, so we always do all right when we're on the road. Yeah, we have those landmarks like, you know, follow this to until you see the uh, the blue tarp and then take a left. Right. Mine is, uh, you know, the next Big Apple or, uh, you know, Mary and Joe's convenience one stop. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know all the landmarks, all the good places to stop. 
so I also had a lot of uh, interesting chats with agents this week, um, and I know we'll dive into it a little bit as we talk about the market, but just, you know, getting, um, you know, the, the pulse on the market, which we'll talk about in our state of the market coming up next week. So the following Sunday. Yeah, really excited to unveil really a new format for the show. And not every week, but more of an occasional format where we're going to bring in uh, a couple of our top agents on the sales side and the buy side, as well as Corey Scott, our, our preferred lender, who you've heard on the show before, to really dive into what our clients seeing, feeling, hearing, what's going on, uh, to give a real insider's perspective on what's actually going on in the market. The stats don't always tell the story. Sometimes it's really getting getting under that to figure out what we're actually really seeing and experiencing. Exactly. And the plan is to do that once a month. I, I know that that really you know, sets the stage. Doing it every, every week or every other yep. week, you know, not a lot has changed. Again, inventory is low. Demand is it's pretty good. Uh, we're just not seeing as many multiple, multiple offers as before. Um, but chatting with agents, they're starting to see that, uh, yes, there's not as much business out there. Uh, so well, there's being so many agents that have joined the market mm-hmm. as it got hot, they're starting to feel that pinch of, well, there might not be as many deals to go around. Right. So we're talking to some agents and sitting down with them just to get a, a feel for where they're at uh, and what our team offers, what the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty offers. So we'll dig into that in a little bit. Yeah. And when I sat in the guest seat, that's a that's a big piece of what we're what we do, but also what agents are looking for is places they can they can really, you know, build their business where um, they don't necessarily feel all the effects of a shifting market where they can have some consistency. And that's really the name of the game right now. Right. And we've built that so that a business can be run with inside another business and, you know, divisions. So, you know, we've give you the market update. We'll also have uh, later today uh, on the next segment, our host, Abby Kimball of Main Properties. We'll take listeners questions. I saw the list of questions. If you have a question, uh, be sure to call us at 207-331-5516. You can also text that. We'll confirm that Harrison has answered his text at 3 a.m. <laughs> so that's kind of the running joke. And you can email us, too, at closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com. And, and feel free to send in messages for next week's show as well. If you've got questions about what's going on in the market and you want a real insider's perspective, uh, feel free to submit those questions as soon as you can. We'll, we'll have them all queued up to go for next week. Yeah, we're taking a lot of listeners' feedback and modifying uh, some, some segments and diving further into some of the details. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. So we have some interesting headlines for this week, but I, th- I think it'd be good to just quickly recap last week's show. So we had we had Carrie Kimball. This week we have Abby Kimball. Last week we had <laughs> Carrie Kimball, no relation. No relation. <laughs> um, talking about title insurance. And, and I think it's key that people understand that although the title process seems like it might just be deed prep and paperwork, that insurance component's really important. And we'll get into some of the things we're seeing around fraud that Carrie started to touch on last week. But that title insurance policy really does protect your interest in the home if anything should happen. Now you've got an insurer who's going to go to bat for you. They're going to they're going to take on all the legal liability. And if if something actually does happen and that claim is legit, you know they're going to find a way to solve it where you don't have to consider potentially moving out of your home because of something in the past that came back. So it's really critical to protect your interest with a policy like that. That really, as we talked about with Carrie, is not a very expensive item. Exactly. You know, knock on wood, I've never had to make a title insurance claim, yet I've purchased title insurance at the advice of uh-huh. numerous attorneys, real estate agents that I've worked with prior to getting into the business, who just said time and time and time again, and we've taken CU credits, so mm-hmm. continuing education that said, here's all the ways that it could go wrong. It may not be highly probable, yet when it happens, you'll wish that you had title insurance. Yeah, and I can say honestly, I've always purchased title insurance for myself. And if if you're if the real estate agents and the people in the real estate industry you're talking to are buying title insurance, it's probably a pretty good indication you should as well. And so you you had brought up a, a, an excellent article from the Sun Journal, 
yes. related to real estate fraud. Do you want to dive into that as it relates to you know a little bit of title insurance, but it's more how hot the market is and what exactly. we're experiencing. Exactly. So when we're talking about we're talking with Kerry last week, he mentioned uh, wire fraud, which is one form of fraud we're seeing across the country, and we're actually beginning to see it in Maine. Um, and we found an article in the Sun Journal talking about a situation that actually did happen to somebody uh, this year, where they did wire you know over a hundred thousand dollars to a uh, bad bank account, thinking it was to the title company. And the unfortunate part is, once that money goes via wire somewhere else, it can't be retrieved. So, um, you know, we did have a buyer in this state just a, just a few weeks ago uh, that actually did have that happen and lost, you know, six figures um, due to a mistake and and what they doing what they thought was right, but really it was a mistake because of of where it ended up going. And what we're seeing is that because the market is so hot and people are so desperate for housing. On the rental side, too, and Abby can talk to that a little bit when we bring her on, um, we're also seeing scams with people putting bad listings up and taking security deposits for homes that aren't even available. Um, we're also seeing people that are finding ways to um, you know, forge or falsify title and deed documents and try to sell a house they don't even own, right. um, and people are paying them. And you know, in theory, they bought nothing, uh, but they paid for something, and they got some fake paperwork that said they own it, but in, really, in reality, they don't because that person never never owned it themselves. Yeah, and the article highlighted how just how fast-paced the, you know, the real estate transaction in the market is in general, that even the experienced agent, the experienced title agency, you know, the, the savvy buyer and seller um, have been taken advantage of just because there's, there's a volume, you know, high mass of transactions, high dollar amount, and then so much of this is done virtually that, you know, hackers and people that are very clever at, you know, with computers are able to commit some of these crimes and defraud, it, you know, it, it, th- this particular example, they posed as the title company and sent the title documents. So the settlement statement saying, Harrison, we need you to wire this money to this bank account where usually that document goes to the real estate agent who then sends it to their client. Right. And then you should always speak to someone on the phone. However, this, right, they answered as the title company. Mm-hmm. When the bank called back, the bank they didn't they didn't answer. The phone rang and rang and rang, and that's what alerted the bank to not wire the money in this, in, this in additional instance in the article. So it didn't happen, right? Yet you should always speak to someone, double check, you know, dot all those I's, cross all those T's. When in doubt, hang tight, and let someone else that does this all the time do it for you, help exactly. you, help you along the way. Exactly. And when you meet with an agent, what you're going to see in the paperwork that you review is is a warning of this. You know, not to, not to wire to a to a third party without verifying. And what we find is that we've all become so numb to just like entering our stuff online, whether it be a credit card, a bank account, and paying stuff online, that when we get a request for from a title company or what looks to be a title company to wire money as part of a transaction, we think nothing of just saying, okay, I'll go do that now. Uh, and what we encourage our clients to do is before you send money to anybody, especially electronically, that you call and actually you know verify the amount, verify the information, make sure the instructions are right. But more importantly, just verify the request is legitimate and it's going to the right place. Exactly. And then, you know, what, like you said, we'll talk more about uh, the rental market and what that has posed as an issue with, you know, folks taking uh, security deposits or just renting a property that they don't physically own and the person shows up and then they're stuck. And I, I unfortunately have had, I haven't lost money myself, but we've had listings that have been mm-hmm. uh, posted to Craigslist or other marketplace areas that have then said, you know, here's a listing and the, the rent is usually too good to be true, mm-hmm. yet we need you to flag those. We need you to mark, point those out, call us, email us, let us know of that um, and let the realtor know that has that listing. Just even if you believe it to be, 
better to report it and call it out so we can recognize it. We might not always see it, uh, but then we can flag it or you know get in touch with the proper uh, connections to take it down. Right. And in 2021, they're reporting that there's over a half a million dollars in real estate fraud and crime committed in the state of Maine. And that's long-term rentals and short-term rentals as well. So make sure the Airbnb or the short-term rental you're renting is actually rentable. Well, we've got to head to break. When we come back, we'll have Abby Kimball of Maine Properties. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. Have a question about real estate or home improvement? Call the 24-hour Closer to Home helpline at 207-331-5516. Now back to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560, WGAN. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Thank you so much for listening. We're back with segment two. Our lovely guest, Abby Kimball of Maine Properties. Yeah, uh, welcome, Abby. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. So why don't we start off with uh, telling people a little bit about who Abby is. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I actually uh, live in Gorham uh, with my family. I live, uh, I actually rent, believe it or not, um, which sometimes goes against what everybody, I don't know, right? (laughs) Um, Love where we live. Uh, I live there with my significant other and five kids. Uh, So when we talk about, you know, what does Abby like to do? What does Abby do? Uh, My kids build my schedule, right? (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh, I fully understand that. (laughs) Got it. So they are involved heavily in their interests run the gamut, sports, uh, theater, music, um, so a little bit of everything. Ultimate Frisbee just popped up as an event. So, you know, we're doing that too. That's fun. Um, <laughs> <That's, yeah. laughs> so Keeping you um, busy. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just purchased a boat uh, this summer. So we are back on the Sebago Lake, which we love. Um, we're able to get a boat slip there, which uh, if anybody's tried to get is really almost as hard as getting a rental or a home in Maine. Right? Right, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask, how'd you get out there? Yeah, it's all new, you know. <laughs> now, how long have you been at Maine Properties? Uh, so I've been at Maine Properties for just over, uh, oh my goodness, I've been in the industry for just over 10 years. Um, I've been at Maine Properties for about seven years now. Great. Okay. You want to? Tell us about main. Tell, tell us about main properties. Absolutely. So main properties is a full service property management company. We're located in Scarborough. Uh, we manage condo. Uh, we have a condo division, a rental division. We also do remodeling and maintenance services. Um, and we're kind of forever expanding our service offerings as the our customers uh, need the need the services. So we have many types of customers within our industry. Not only our residents, uh, but the owners of our buildings outside customers that we do work for. So whatever they kind of need, we are continually expanding on what we offer. Okay. So when you talk about things like, you know, management and maintenance, um, you know, underneath that, what are the actual services that a homeowner or property owner would expect? Absolutely. So on the rental side, um, you know, if you were to approach us to manage your rental and want to place a tenant, we offer a variety of services. Uh, We offer either placement only service uh, where we simply do all the marketing for you. We place your tenant in your home, Um, when we place a tenant, we're also doing all the screening, uh, to make sure that they match our rental requirements and guidelines. We just use the same standards across all of our rentals. Uh, we feel that really gives us a good quality tenant, um, and has proven to be successful in rent collection, length of stay, all of that. So, uh, we work hard to make sure they 
the prospective renters meet those demands. Uh, we also do full management services in which we take it from there and uh, we will manage your home, manage your home, manage your apartment building. Uh, we might do a condo unit, a condo unit within a building. Um, so we also manage the condo association. Um, and then from there also provide maintenance services. Uh, so we can, tenant will put in a request online, we'll respond to the maintenance service and do the work in your home. So if, if a tenant needs something, they can get a hold of you guys, either, you know, phone through you know, online, they can actually put in the request. And then same with, same for a property owner, they can get a hold of you guys, you know, phone online. Absolutely. Most of our maintenance requests do certainly come right through the, the tenant living in the home. Um, and more often than not, does come right through the online portal. Our resident experience begins with an online application. So it's really, they, they view the property online, submit an application online, and from there, everything is, you know, kind of electronic communication. So we find that to be the easiest, but also the fastest response from us. Gotcha. Okay. And do you find that people generally want full management of a unit? Or are they looking for maybe, maybe I just need maintenance help, I just need placement help? Um, it shifts depending on what's going on in the in the market, right? So a while ago, it was people just want a placement only because they can handle collecting the rent, right? Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit. And now collecting rent and asking for something to pay for where they're living became a sensitive subject, even though it's something that you would expect to be a normal conversation. So we did take on some more full management. Um, but what we were finding, too, is that People also needed the support of like a handyman service or maintenance, mm. but they still wanted to collect their own themselves. People like collecting their own money. Mm -hmm. um, so we've just began launching a program where we'll offer a placement service and couple it with our priority service program so they can have access to our maintenance services, um, but we would not be fully managing the property. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio and News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Tell me more about that pre preferred uh, the priority program? service program. Priority service program. Absolutely. So, again, what we found was that our building owners wanted to collect their own rent, um, but still wanted their tenant to have access to submit maintenance requests. You know, maybe they, they're living out of state, and so mm. they don't have that vendor network access that they need in order to protect their home, which ultimately we're able to provide um, access to preferred pricing, uh, many vendors that we can dispatch to the property, and then our own maintenance crew also. Um, which has a wealth of knowledge and able to provide maintenance at the property. Okay, so so you know priority service that's maintenance. Uh, do you have to be a management customer to be able to call and get maintenance services or priority services, or is, or can you know the average homeowner also just call? The average homeowner can also just call. Um, we do offer services to our outside customers, um, and again, you kind of seeing more to come with our handyman services that we're offering. Um, we're kind of just launching that off the off the ground as well. Um, but a lot of our condo association owners will also use us for maintenance, um, even though they could simply pick up the phone and, and call. Again, having those relationships with vendors in the area, we're also able to sometimes get a speedier response than somebody just calling the vendor themselves. So being the leading uh, you know, real estate rental property management company, what uh, sets you apart from your competitors? I think our diverse service offerings, and then our people. We have amazing people um, at our company, um, wealth of knowledge and everything they do. Uh, and then we also really work hard to reinvest in our people. So our customer service, we really pride ourselves in a customer service program, making sure that we're responding to all um, rental inquiries, maintenance requests, 
um, anybody calling into our company, you know, we really want to make sure they're receiving top-notch service. Uh, so our customer service is something we definitely pride ourselves on. Our our uh, tagline, our priority, uh, our property, our pri- I'm so sorry, your property, our priority. Okay. Um, and so that we kind of carry that through everything we do. So in a, in a world where everything seems to go digital, they can actually still, somebody can still pick up the phone, call the office, and get somebody who will talk through their problem with them. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. And so you mentioned the people. Uh, some listeners may remember uh, Travis Blake, who's on yeah. the show, um, from Southern Main Remodeling, which is a division of Main Properties, uh, all one big happy family. So you've got priority services and maintenance. You know, now you've got kind of got a handyman service and a remodel service. Yeah. So really, when there's when you look at what a property owner or homeowner might need, is there anything on that kind of property service piece that you don't do? Not particularly. Um, and really, that's where we kind of adjust to our customer needs, right? You. Um, we find as we get these calls in for people asking to do things, it might be that we're also referring within our divisions, right? So mm-hmm. it could be that it's a maintenance job. Well, it's we just went out and find out it's getting a little bit bigger. And now it's a handyman, and then it's a um, you know Southern Main remodeling. So we're referring within, uh, but it's also an opportunity for us to evaluate what we offer. If we can expand our services based on demand, we certainly do that. And then in terms of geographic area, um, where do you guys reach? We are. Um, really located in Scarborough, Portland area. However, we have found our footprint expanding slightly. I mean, we're Old Orchard, Brunswick, the, that mid-coast region, region is really mm-hmm. taking off. Um, and we're also involved in that. And uh, we go Lisbon Falls. So um, kind of all over the place. We do go out to, to the Bucks and Standish area as well. We like to keep our service area reasonable because obviously if they're using our maintenance services in an instance of an emergency, we want to be able to respond in a timely manner. So... No, I'm glad you brought that up too, the emergency service idea. So uh, do, you, do you guys have somebody on call? Do you have the ability to turn things around off hours, overnights, weekends? Absolutely. We have on 24-7 on call, nights, weekends, holidays. Um, so we're there. If there's an emergency, uh, they would call into our on-call service and our maintenance tech would be dispatched. Excellent. All right. Well, that was that was great. Thank you so much. I know we'll have our, our listeners' questions in the next segment. We'll just wrap this one up. And uh, when we come back, Abby will answer listeners' questions related to Uh, rental units, condo associations, and uh, other common issues that arise when properties are being managed or need to be managed. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. If you have a question that you'd like to hear answered on the air, give us a call at 207-331-5516. You can text that or email us at closertohome at portlandradiogroup.com. This is Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here. Now on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Your host here, Jeff Matea, Closer to Home means Real Estate Radio with my co-host, Harrison Smith. As a reminder, if you miss an episode, want to go back or you know listen to future episodes, you can go to jeffsellsmain.com forward slash closer to home or wgan.com and catch those. Also, if you have a question, feel free to reach out to us at 207-331-5516. You can text that and we have some excellent listener questions in store for this, this segment here. We do, and we're happy to welcome Abby back for the third segment here. 
Uh, we got some questions from our um, from our listeners here for for Abby. So let's get started. We've got the first one here. Uh, Anna from Wyndham is asking, "I'm going to be looking for a rental soon. How do I apply for a unit when it opens up?" We get that question a lot from people. How do I apply? Like, how do I how do I get how do I get a shot at one of these? Absolutely, uh, all applications are done online. We always mention we always encourage people to check our website on a daily basis. And you really, my best tip for anybody would be to start looking about seventy five to ninety days in advance of when you need a rental. Uh, most leases require a 60-day notice, uh, and management companies are complying with that. Um, so that's when the most your preferred rental is going to come on the market is that far in advance. So it definitely takes planning. Yeah, that's actually an interesting point that I want to go a little further on is you mentioned the kind of looking 75 days out. But also, have you seen the trend change in this market to see more people that are opting to renew versus to live somewhere else? Absolutely. We we have experienced higher than planned renewal rates. Uh, part of that is due to the availability in the market and pricing um, of those available units. So we've also experienced a hesitancy in to give the notice. You know, they want to give a notice. They want to see what's out there. They want to change. And then they look and there's nothing available. Mm. And they end up renewing. Um, so we have seen much higher renewal rates. Interesting. Okay. Um, another question here, and we, and we hear this one a lot, and I know you have too, a question from here from Darren from Westbrook. I keep losing out on rentals to other renters. How do I get on the list to get a unit when it opens up? How do, how do people get on that secret list, Abby? Absolutely. I wish there was a secret <laughs> list, Harrison. Um, we, we don't operate on waiting lists. It really is a first come, first serve um, kind of market, and we review applications that way as well, and we review applications on completed. So to make sure they have all of their information in, uh, we review your complete application and we don't hold units while we're waiting for information. So it's really, I mean, we, we joke that you should be checking our website and, and applying for units as often as you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> so it's a couple times a day. <laughs> well, and, it, and it makes perfect sense. We deal with fair housing as well that right. you, you can't have a list because yeah. then someone would right. feel that they were discriminated against if that that list ever got out. So there's no list. Absolutely. We just want to make it clear. There's yeah. no list. Yeah, there's no list. There can't be a list. There never was a list. Correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we have uh, Lenny in Old Orchard Beach asks, uh, how has the pandemic changed the rental market? I know you touched on that um, a little bit. Is And how has the management of rentals changed? Yeah, the management of rentals. I mean, we have a lot more people home all the time, right? Mm. So rental management has always been an aspect of managing the building, having a relationship with the owner, and making sure the tenant is is happy and paying their rent on time. But now they're really living at home, which we didn't experience. They're living at home. They're working at home. They don't have dog walkers coming over to walk their dogs. They're walking them themselves. So people are really living at our properties, and it has required us to be much more engaged um, with our renter and making sure they have a great experience. So um, kind of that. Also, their expectation of where they're living. They lost such control through the pandemic, not knowing if they were going to have a job. Um, not knowing if they were going to be able to pay their rent, but they could make sure that every light bulb worked um, and that there were no uh, erroneous noises that, yep. that needed to be addressed. So we were there for that. So are you so are you finding renters when they when they come to you and they're looking for a unit? Are you finding they've got a different list of needs now than they might have had two years ago? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we really move from, you know, this is where I rest my head. So I'm willing to compromise to this is my life. And so people really kind of hold on to some of those higher end amenities um, and really want amenities on site because they also don't want to have to go somewhere because it might not be open or there True, might be too yeah. many people or hours might be adjusted. So they just want to stay at home. Yeah, makes sense. And a lot more wear and tear, I'm sure, on the properties that uh, you're getting a lot more calls to the, the handyman division. Absolutely. Maintenance calls definitely increased. Um, services, you know, need for services increased. Something as simple as 
you know, yes, we have more trash that we have to remove from the property because there's more people there. So it's just those simple things. Yeah. They're not eating lunch out. They're eating lunch right there. And that yeah. trash has to go somewhere. Absolutely. Sure. That makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, interesting. And, and so to go back to what you said a minute ago about the applications. Yeah. So when somebody sits down to complete an application for a unit, um, what are the things they should be prepared to have ready or be able to share with you to actually complete that application? Yeah, the first thing that we ask people to do is make sure they're really uh, familiar with our rental rules and guidelines. You know, make sure that their income is where it needs to be, their credit score is where it needs to be. We list it all out and are very clear. We also require proof of income, um, two years worth of rental history, and the driver's license. All pretty straightforward, and you're going to find it in almost anything that you apply for. Um, so making sure that you're attaching those documents so that we can and making sure if you are living with other people and you're indicating that on your application, also have them apply. Because if we don't have both applications, it's incomplete. Correct. Oh, so even a roommate situation, both roommates need to put an application in. Absolutely. And remind us again, where where can we find this application and rules? Uh, on yeah, website? right on our website, mainpropertiesllc.com. Uh, and there is a tab right on the main page for rental listings. So we've made it really easy. Um, they can find the units they list for. We often hear, there's nothing on your website. Is it broken? Well, no, we just don't have anything available. And that's really hard. Yeah, I, I wish it was broken, but that's yeah. really worth it. It's <laughs> yeah. the market that's broken. Absolutely. Um, and you're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio on News Radio, 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. And a- another question we get in the real estate side probably also applies to you is we get a lot of questions about people to, with people about open houses and showings. Can I go see it? Am I allowed to go see it? The pandemic, I think, changed a lot of perspective around how we kind of evaluate and, and look at real estate. Um are, are you doing showings? Do you do open houses at available units? We actually, so we have a lot of similar product in the market right now. So we're able to really leverage the... Um, virtual tours mm. um, and also, you know, dollhouse floor plans. Some of our outside investor units, the single family homes, those ones that we don't have more like of, we will show the units. Um, but we're, we're not showing units because we're not going into people's, people's homes. Um, and so we've had huge success. We know, I know some other property management companies in the industry have gone back to doing showings, but we haven't, um, we haven't had to. Yeah, the vacancies and, have probably driven that, right. that people are just satisfied that they can find something and yep. it still meets their needs. Exactly. I mean, with that comes a lot more involvement from our leasing team, right? They're on the phone basically walking this person through how they're going to live in their unit rather than standing in the unit and letting them envision it themselves. So when you mm-hmm. talk about, you know, how has management changed, the leasing side's changed as well. We really have to know our product. We also have to know our competition and kind of what's out there so that when somebody's pushing back or asking us questions, we're able to provide the answers right then and there. Yeah. yeah. For us on the brokerage side, the virtual tour became critical, you know, back in 2020. And it's nice to see that on the rental side, you know, there's also an application there that makes it easier. Absolutely. And just to hear that the trust that, that the consumer has put in the, mm-hmm. the property manager now, in addition to, you know, they trusted you before, but the the additional piece that they say, you, you be the eyes and ears, I trust that you check all these boxes for me. Absolutely. And we still personalize that move-in experience, right? We're there to right. turn over the keys. We're there to walk the unit, make sure they're satisfied. So we're still doing all of that. But it's obviously, we're not entering somebody's home where they're currently living with somebody who we don't know who they are and where they've been mm. and bringing them into their homes. We're really respecting the space. Yeah, that's great. And I think, I think that goes a long way with making tenants feel comfortable that you are, you're, you're giving them their privacy and respecting that. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a question here kind of changing gears to talk about condos a little bit. A question here from Jennifer in South Portland. I live a, I live in a condo association and our board needs help. Is that something you can help with? Absolutely. Um, we get calls all the time, sometimes from homeowners saying, you know, do you manage condo associations? I think my board needs help. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're certainly there to assist with that. And we can do things such as consulting. Uh, we can 
manage the association and, and enter into a contract with the board in which we would be there for all of the board meetings and handle all of your uh, association dues and whatnot. Uh, we can also provide maintenance-only services. So if you have an accounting firm doing your books and you simply need that maintenance handyman service, we can do that as well. So does Maine Property step in and actually run the board or just support the board? We support the board. We are there to guide the board and make sure that they are adhering to their governing documents and making sure that we, they're acting in the best interest of their community. Okay, makes a lot of sense. You're not taking control. You're just helping them do, are it, not do it a little better. Absolutely. Providing guidance. Got it. Okay. And that can go anywhere from just consulting on a particular issue all the way to being there for every meeting and helping to manage it. Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. In the, and again, in the condo world, the issues have changed, right? Mm. The condo homeowners are living home more. They're experiencing things that they weren't before. Um, and so, you know, it's we're tapping into our resources through CAI a lot more. Well, great, Abby. I know we have to go to break. Absolutely. Can we get to how folks can contact you at, at Main Properties? Absolutely. They can visit our website, mainpropertiesllc.com. They can also give us a call, 207-883-3753. And of course, find us on Facebook or Instagram. Great. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's News Radio, WGAN. Welcome back to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea, on News Radio 98.5 FM. And AM 560 WGAN. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We are in the home stretch here with our tip of the week. Yeah, and we're happy to welcome Abby back to share the tip of the week. Um, if you're looking for more tips and tricks and things to things to know about, you can always follow us on social, uh, on Instagram, the Matea Group, on Facebook, the Matea Group at Kelly Williams Realty. Uh, we share all kinds of tips and tricks from our own agents, our vendors, and various partners. So uh, lots of things to learn. So tip of the week, Abby, um, from from all of our, of our conversation today, it sounds like there's really kind of three keys to this whole process. You've got to start early. You've got to be monitoring online and applying online. And then also kind of following up to make sure your application is complete. Is that fair? That's absolutely correct. So we talked a little bit a little bit about the application. So you've, you need all those pieces of information ready, mm-hmm. and it needs to be Everybody that's going to live in the unit needs an application. Yes. So if that's two roommates, three roommates, whatever the unit type might be. Anybody over the age of 18. Okay, over the age of 18. And then do you have limitations on how many people can be in a particular unit? Uh, We follow the standard two per bedroom. Okay. All right. So no more than four in a two bedroom. Correct. But they would all need an application. Correct. And a completed application. Okay. Yeah. More importantly, not an incomplete one. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Completed. Um, And we also talked about, you know, starting the process early. So you mentioned 75 days out. Um, So it's 60 days notice for a renewal. And then the tenant, you know, at that point has to give you guys notice if they're leaving or not. Yeah. And sometimes they're different depending on the town that we are managing in. It could be a 75 day notice that we have to provide. So best recommendation is start early. You know, we we do require a 60 day notice on all of our leases. There are people who opt not to do that. So there could be availability 30 days out. Somebody might decide, might have found a great opportunity. They might transfer for a job that would open up things in the market during an off cycle per se. Um, but really if, if you know your lease ends in July, I would really start hitting the website in April. Okay. So really 75, 90 days, the, the more, the better, I guess. Absolutely. Okay. 
And then, so when you when you publish your listings, are you also publishing like when it's available? So somebody applying knows exactly that it's available June one, July one. You got it. So okay. our residents provide us with a move out date. We allow for five business days for our maintenance term team to turn those units, and really on that fifth business day, we are moving somebody into their new home. Okay. And in this market, we hear a lot from people about you know what if I can't move on that day? Something changes. The, where I'm going isn't available. Something shifts. Is there leeway there, or there's a move out date and we have to have you move? Yeah, I mean there. It, we try really hard, right? There's a lot of moving parts with it. So if somebody comes up to us with a circumstance, I mean, we hear it all the time with, you know, closings push back or job start dates or, you know, oh, the where I was moving, the tenant's not moving out. We'll always consider and see what we can do. You know, if there's another like unit that's come up, we talk to the new person coming in. They might have hopped on an opportunity to be ahead of it. And they actually have three more weeks left when where they're living. So we'll kind of evaluate each each situation, see we, we try to help everybody. Okay, so people can feel pretty confident that 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 date is going to be pretty close. That to date is solid. really is really a kind of a steadfast date. Okay, any any other advice you'd give to people right now in this market that are applying for units to move quickly? I mean, really, and I know we, we've talked about that, but um, you know, really get your all of your information in. You know, pay your deposit, be really comfortable with where you're moving, and ask all of the questions. You know, we again, we're there to answer questions. We want we want you to feel like you've already lived there by the time you move in. Now, does an applicant, can they apply and then just check a box and apply to a bunch of different units or do they apply as like a blanket to what they need? They're applying to a specific unit. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, if, if that one doesn't work out for them, we might hold their application for a short period of time because we don't want credit information, payroll information to lapse. But we might say, you know, we did just send out renewals to this property. It's possible we'll get another few. And, you know, would you be interested in that? But again, we manage in so many towns that odds are if they, the one they apply for isn't going to work out, we'll talk about our other properties. Got it. So do you recommend that applicants follow up with you in some some way, shape, or form to find out where their application is, or will they be hearing from you constantly through the process? They'll hear from us. My team really prides themselves in touching all of the applications uh, within a 24 to 48 hour period. So they're really, they're quick because we don't want to have a down unit either. If that applicant is not going to work out for that unit, we want to put it back on the market for the next person. Yeah, We're moving sense. quickly. It makes <laughs> sense. You you mentioned the complete applications. What are you seeing as the big incomplete piece other than the other you know, the other applicants or the other, uh, the other applicants is really the biggest. The second is a lot of people are moving to Maine, right? And so they don't have pay stubs or they have job offer letters. So they've got to get a job offer letter from their HR or wherever they're coming. And, you know, so to be able to get that information and get it in in a timely manner is sometimes difficult. Awesome. Can you remind the listeners again where they can check the inventory and get in touch with you guys? Absolutely. MainPropertiesLLC.com is our website. They can also give us a call and speak to our leasing team at 883-3753. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you joining us today, Abby. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Well, now we wrap it up with the Around Town with Harrison, and uh, I see that everything's open. Yeah, it's it's amazing right now. When you when you go online and look at what's going on, there's literally stuff happening everywhere every day. Um, Between you know theaters, you've got you've got parks are opening up, shows coming. I mean, everything is back is back open. So we had talked about the seaside, Seashore or Seaside Trolley Museum. Is that is that your favorite place? Yeah, I say the sea, the Seashore Trolley Museum in Kenny Bunk is one of my favorite places. The kids Have you love to go there. Season? Absolutely, absolutely. And Planning to go again? Probably going to go again here soon. Yeah, <laughs> the the kids love the trolleys and getting to ride around on them. And and what's cool is all the work being done there. They're bringing the big model railroad and all that stuff in. That place is going to continue to grow and and offer more things for people. Do you guys have a go to? The the big one is the beach. We're right oh, at yeah. Pine Point Beach. Yeah. Uh, it's just. For whatever reason, my son, one of my sons doesn't like to go when it's crowded. Well, we live at the beach, so we could go every hour of the day if we wanted. <laughs> Yet, 
when it's the best time to go to the beach is when he doesn't want to go. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, figure that out, but, uh, to each their own and he drives, as we talked about earlier, the, the children drive our schedule. So they do. We'll, we'll go when they want to go. They do. We, we love the beaches in Biddeford, uh, Biddeford pool area. And what with us, we like to get there early. So for us, we like to get there early, get good parking, get a good spot. Um, and my kids would stay and play in the water and on in the sand all day if we'd let them. <laughs> I, I can see that. Um, you mentioned to uh, Portland ovations has a summer schedule. Uh, Donna summers is coming and starts in June. Do we have a date for that? Uh, it looks like it starts in. It looks like it starts next week. Uh, I think it was June sixth was the first date potentially. But they've got an interesting summer slate. They've got uh, a couple of different shows going on. This is the next one coming. We do have, um, as we mentioned before, the Gunkwood Playhouse is opening back up. They've got their their whole schedule published. Main State Theater's got theirs up in Brunswick. So, uh, what's nice is as you know, as the pandemic hopefully wanes and things are are removed a little bit, you're seeing more shows, more in, inside things come out as options this summer for entertainment. Right. And then you said, uh, you know, looking for things to do with the kids. It's, you know, the same repeat, repeat, repeat. They, my kids also have a uh, tendency to want to do the same thing over and over and over again. And it gets kind of tiring. You have a personal connection to a list of things to do for kids. Yeah. So when we, uh, when we moved to Biddeford, you know, a number of years ago, my son was young because we found we continued to come to that area because things were going on. And then you kind of get into the patterns of there's the same three, four things you constantly go to. You, You like, you know, the park, the beach. You know, we all kind of fall into our routines of our favorite places, but sometimes you want to do something different. Um, and a, a friend of my wife actually has started um, this Portland version of this website called Macaroni Kid. So it's portland.macaronikid.com is the website. And what she covers is everything going on on a daily basis in the area. So if you're looking for the best story time, yoga class, you know, arts and crafts thing, any anything like that, um, it's on this site. And, and Christina, who runs the site, actually kind of tracks all these things and gives you you know, more options than I think many of us even realize are out there. And so they're compiling an events calendar. Exactly. They've got a daily events calendar all broken down by location by day. Uh, so it's really easy to navigate it and find something to do. You're listening to Closer to Home means real estate radio. So it's, it's a really handy tool to be able to go to one place and find all these things. You know, I find myself checking, I check, you know, Macaroni Kid. I also check things like Visit Portland, Maine. I even just Google events near me and I, you know, wherever I want to go, Saco, Biddeford, Portland, wherever that might be. Um, just because this time of year, there's not necessarily a lot of big events happening right now, but all of your all the places that we go to are all now running their summer schedules. So I'm checking websites constantly to figure out, you know, what are they doing today? You know, what promotion are they running? What sort of specialty thing might be going on? Exactly. It's this weekend that it, pretty much everything kicks off if it hasn't already exactly. uh, to see our, you know, our guests from out of state coming to, uh, to take a look and experience Maine. Yeah, the lines for ice cream are a lot longer. And they're only, they're <laughs> only going to sure. get longer this weekend. Yeah, I saw the dual, uh, the two lines to each oh, window yeah. all the way back to the park, you know, the end of the parking lot, almost to Route 1 at the uh, the dairy corner. Yeah, we love the dairy corner. Right across the street from our office, it's a it's a dangerous neighbor. Uh, so then the Sea Dogs are on the road uh, in Manchester, but they're back next week. Yeah, so the Sea Dogs hit the road. They go to Manchester, New Hampshire uh, to take on the Fisher Cats. Uh, they're back next week. And what I like about what the what the Sea Dogs and what minor league baseball is doing this year is that when they're home, they're home for the whole week. When they're on the road, they're on the road for the whole week. They're not traveling one place for three games and somewhere else for three games, and then they're bouncing around. When they're home, they're there for the whole week. Well, and they've te- they're testing out the pitch clock. So I understand the games are much quicker, too, for those that uh, just can't make the nine innings. Yeah. Nine innings tends to go a lot quicker than before. Yeah, we were there last weekend. The Sea Dogs won 4-2. to two. They had the pitch, pitch clock going. The whole game was over in, in under two and a half hours. Um, which was plenty of time for my kids to get French fries and sea dog biscuits and hot dogs and all <laughs> exactly. that stuff. But, but yeah, the game moves along a little, a little bit quicker. The pitch clock certainly helps. 
Um, but also, you know, not having all the TV breaks and all this stuff makes a minor league game move a lot faster. And even when there's downtime, which there's not a lot of, you've got Slugger doing something crazy in the stands or on top of the dugout and music and entertainment. And yeah. you're, you're not really ever sitting there with nothing going on. When we found, with you know, in a great great weather day, we would go to a Sea Dogs game and then finish up by going out to dinner after. And there's yeah. plenty of places around where you can head in, you know, into the old port following the game. Absolutely. Duck yeah. out a little early to dodge the crowd. Yeah, plenty of good places to go. I mean, thankfully, parking in Portland isn't as isn't as tough as it used to be. Uh, there's plenty of, plenty of spots to park. And then after the game, yeah, on your way out, you drive right by the mall area, or you can head right back into Portland. You can find anything you want, kid-friendly, not kid-friendly. Uh, whatever you're looking for, you can find pretty close. And I'm seeing another uh, Southworth Planetarium mention here. Yeah, so another, another place that I think uh, many of us enjoy visiting is the uh, is that Southworth Planetarium? They're running a special on the Arctic Circle, and then some star mapping things in early June. Again, a nice option for something to go, you know, on a hot day, go inside, uh, do something different. But also, it's it's educational. Don't tell your kids; it's going to be fun, but they're also going to learn something. They're going to learn something. Yeah. Absolutely, they'll always learn something. I like that idea too to just you know get inside every once in a while to uh, do something different. Cold, rainy day, if we have those, which yeah, they they pop up every now and again. Yeah, we get you know, plenty of cold plenty of cold days, and also plenty of hot days. Well, I know next next week's episode, we're going to uh, talk about a state of the market. We had teased that out earlier. Uh, so we've got some experts that are going to predict where they're seeing the market, what they're experiencing today and going into the future on the listing side. So for sellers, yep. the buy side, and then our, our loan officer, uh, Corey Scott from Annie Mac Mortgage will be here to discuss where they see the market heading. Exactly. We want to give everybody an insider perspective on what clients and agents are feeling and seeing right now. Um, as well as an idea of, of you know where the market might be. Because we, we read the market really 60 days after things are happening when, when houses close, uh, you know, and the trends are, are sometimes lagging. So it's nice to hear at the moment, what are we seeing? Yeah, all those statistics really just say what, what happens. We're going to work on telling you what's happening right now and what we see happening in the future based on, you know, our, our clients' level of experience and our agents that are putting in offers, whether they're getting accepted, rejected, or are they multiples, what loans are working. We've got cash to keys. We talked about exactly. a, few, a few episodes before and where that's driving the business. Yeah. And if anybody has questions for that show, we're going to have a, our lead listing agent, Kat Azimi, our lead buyer's agent, Donna Gluzo. They've both been on the show before, as well as Corey Scott, who's also been on the show. We'll all be together. If you have questions for that show, please give us a call 207-331-5516. Text that as well, or you can email us at closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com and we'll get your question on the air. Thank you so much again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend. Sell your home the easy way. Just remember Jeff, M-A-T-E-J-A. That's the Mattia Group. And call them.